Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 179. Tonight's special guest, Caden Glover. Welcome to the top of the hill, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for driving all the way up. Yeah. I'd yeah. be here. You're on the road a lot, it looks like, man. All the time. Everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here. Thank We're you. going to have you uh, start off. We always start off with a similar question. So, so why don't you take us back to childhood and uh, tell us your earliest memories of music and then... If there's a point that stands out, like at the time you realized music was going to be a big part of your life, when that might have been? Well, uh, as a kid, I don't think there was like, my dad listened to a lot of hip hop. (laughs) (laughs) But like, other than that, like there wasn't like anything that inclined me to even play anything. But when I was like, I think I was in eighth grade, so I was like 11 or 12, I just decided one day I wanted to play. I mean, that's really as simple as it was. Nobody else in my family plays. Nobody was really, like, inclined to listening to listening to anything of the music that I play even. So, 
Were any of your friends players or anything? Or? No, not okay. until high school. So I, okay. I really, it's kind of a mystery besides I was just meant to do it, I guess. Previous <laughs> previous life, I guess. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's wild. I just took it up. One day I, I started on the banjo. And uh, that's like my main instrument, actually. But one day I just literally had never even listened to bluegrass and I just wanted a banjo. And then the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> How'd you get okay. the banjo? Uh, so I told my dad that I wanted it. And mind you, he doesn't play anything. Like I said, he listens and he listens to classic hip hop. But that's about as far as his music knowledge even goes. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But I told him, and one day I came home from school, and there it was, and I learned to play, and I learned by ear. So learned I just started ear. listening, ah. and it consumed me from then on. So really, how old are you? I'm 19 now. 19 so years old. Okay, it's been a few years. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. So how old were you when you first started picked up the banjo? I was about 11 or 12. What about the guitar? The guitar was like. A few years after that, I was playing the banjo and then to learn the same stuff I knew on banjo on guitar. So I, <laughs> I asked for a guitar for Christmas. And I'd always had one, but not one that was worth playing. But I asked for a guitar for Christmas and then I took up the guitar and just I liked a lot of the bluegrass stuff and it kind of just evolved into a lot of Southern rock. And that's kind of what what made me want to sing and play and do all that jazz. And so it's kind of a mix of everything is, is what's going on. That's an interesting start. <laughs> so you're, you're hearing hip hop at the house. Yeah. Where did you hear bluegrass? I, I really don't know. You don't remember? I really do not know. Yeah. I mean, I come from like a really rural part of West Virginia. My hometown only has about 400 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But okay. still even there, like there was nobody who was like, listening to bluegrass i mean i knew what it was but i might have known like rocky top or something but mm -hmm. other than that yeah. it just came out of nowhere really so what did you uh what did you listen to to start out did you listen to traditional bluegrass I like did. like uh old uh, fiddle tunes and stuff yeah, like that i listened to a lot of doc watson and Tony like rice and exactly and that that stuff even came later the first the first stuff i remember was lester flats earl scruggs okay. Ralph Stanley, that type of deal, and Foggy Bottom, and all exactly. that. Exactly. Right. When I got into the uh, guitar, then I got more into Doc Watson, and it just Tony Rice blew my mind. Yeah, Tony Rice blew and all mean. them guys. Yeah, oh, man, you're a guitar player, and you listen exactly. to the Tony Rice record, <laughs> and your mind's not blown. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you, uh, when you're traveling around playing, do you still pull the banjo out? I do here and there. Like yeah. I said, it's more so my main instrument, really. I think I can do double what I can on a guitar or on the banjo. So Is that right? Really? It's, I, do, I bring it out when I can, pretty much. We might send you out do to you the van, play, man. Do you not play with anybody? <laughs> not as of now, but I've been getting around a lot more in Kentucky. There's just nobody at home that even plays. That plays like, bluegrass. Yeah, that, there's nobody. So, I mean, I've been all over Kentucky, and people don't realize the amount of people that play around here. There's I didn't a even ton know. Of so players here. Yeah, we got a lot. Hopefully, hopefully in the near future that'll be get get settled in with a band and whatnot. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you dropped in here on us from uh, you came in from West Virginia, and then tomorrow you're going to be in what, Dry, Dry Ridge. Ridge. Yeah, at 
Moonbird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's around. I didn't know where Dry Ridge was. You? Mm-mm. I think it's around <laughs> Florence. Yeah, kind of northern Kentucky. Florence, yeah, Florence y'all. y'all. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. So, I mean, you're, to be young, when did you start playing uh, out live music? Uh, well, I graduated a year ago in May, uh, May of 22. And Caden is not drinking bourbon with us, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. He's bourbon no, free. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I graduated in May of 22, and I kind of knew that's what I, like, wanted to do, but I didn't know how to even go about that or what you even did to take those steps. That's all I was pretty much known for, and that's all. There was nothing, absolutely nothing, that I could picture myself doing other than playing music. And so I just... Started playing gigs around, and then it kind of just grew from there. And it wouldn't say exploded, but once I started playing out more, everybody kind of realized who I was around my home area and the surrounding areas. So I got out there a little bit, and then one thing led to another, and now I go everywhere. <laughs> so, and your how much opportunity did you have when you were, uh, you know, when you were, I guess you're what, 18 when you get out of high school and you're looking for these gigs. How far do you have to travel away from your hometown? Do you have a spot? Is there like a, uh, a restaurant you can play in your hometown? What do you got to do to get there's, out? Oh, as far as opportunity, there's none. Like there's two bars in the whole county that you can play at and a Mexican restaurant. That's in the whole county. We don't have like, just give you a perspective. We don't have any stoplights. No fast food, no like no Walmart or anything. No nothing. What's the name of the and, town? Sounds like where your brain's going this weekend. Yeah. You got a second <laughs> oh, you, house in North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Union, Kentucky. Union, West Virginia. Union, West, West Virginia. Virginia. Union, Kentucky. I don't know. <laughs> is there a Union, Kentucky? There is there's a Union County. I don't know Union if there's. So a they don't have music at the two bars. They do, but it's your classic Southern rock local. Bar music. Yeah, yeah, your classic local guys that are a little bit old. There's one other guy. There's only one other guy that I, who's kind of helped me a lot actually with getting gigs because he's played forever and he's done it for a job for a long time too. So he he really helped me a lot getting you know out of the county and now all that stuff. So yeah, I mean for even the closest place that has more opportunity and still considered a tiny little town, but uh, it's like. 35 minutes away. I mean, that's the closest you're going to get to anything opportunity-wise with bars to play in and whatnot, so. You said you taught yourself to play. Like, did you, uh, what what did that look like for you? Were you looking at YouTube or just, you Uh, said by ear, right, mostly? (laughs) A lot. Yeah, a lot of, like, I don't even know. Even today, like, obviously I can get an idea of what I'm playing, but, like, when I was learning... It was so hard for me to, even a tutorial on YouTube was just hard to watch, I guess. It was more so easier just to listen to it and watch somebody just play it the way it's supposed to be played. And even now, that's the way, it's it's the way I learn something if I'm going to learn it is just listen to it and maybe watch them play it. But I can't do all that other stuff, so I don't even know how I learned, I just did. I guess it was because I was young. I just soaked it all in, maybe. But 
Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's still kind of a mystery to me why I even play anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it must just before. be in you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do you know, like, do you know chords and things? Like, do you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know the names of oh, all, yeah. yeah, okay. I've learned all that over the years, but at yeah. the beginning, like, really, I, I knew nothing. I knew how to play it, but I really didn't know what the name of what I was playing type of deal, like chords and. Reason I asked Sounds like Jeff Donahue. Yeah, that's the reason I was asking. We have a neighbor up here on the hill that's a good player, but if you tell him to play a G chord, he wouldn't. He wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and that's, he's played for sixty years. I mean, still, even like that's insane. But like, still, I know the basics, but all the other crazy stuff, I guess I kind of know just from hearing it mm -hmm. and playing with other that's, people. That, deal. That's uh, there are people that learn like that. I learn like that. I I, I can get more out of. Exactly. Hearing it on the radio exactly. than I can sitting and, and looking at Tab. Yeah. Tab I, mean, is, I have no clue how to even. Everything I know is from Tabs, stuff. man. I, could, uh -huh. I, I couldn't <laughs> figure out a song by ear if my life depended on it. So uh, I think well, it's awesome that you all can do You that. could, because you don't have to go, all right, that's in G just by listening to it. You, It's it's experiments. Playing, I always think, I mean, this is a, a insider, inside tip that I guess for me, um, Find the find what the root note is oh, on yeah. the top yeah. string. Go with the with the with the top string, the E or the A, and, and if it's 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 right there, all the notes are there. Yeah. So it goes, mm, and then you go, bang, okay, it's in C. Yeah, and then you figure it out from there because everything makes sense once you figure out where it's at. And then it's you'll get to the point where you don't do that. Then you can just go, okay, that's in C. You can hear it on the radio and go, okay, it's. C, F, G, A minor, C. You know. Exactly. You and Caden can do that. I'll never be able to do that. <laughs> well, you, you, you. I just, I, it is interesting. <laughs> and that's Wade. exactly how I learned, too. So. <laughs> yeah. it, it is interesting the different way people learn because I've I've learned that from from being around Neil. I've I've taught myself how to be able to pick something up by ear now, but it doesn't come naturally to me. You know, like I said, I pick through the first five frets on the top string, the first five on the, you know, until I find, find it that way. But it's not the way... I'm kind of like Brent. I like to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then <laughs> and then I tend to I just tend to play something over and over until I get it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, I wish like I knew how to read that stuff, and I could probably sit down and learn it. But I just I don't think crazy. you need to worry. I don't, about it. I don't have the patience mm -hmm. for it. And yeah, you I definitely mean, don't need to. <laughs> it's, it's like um, Ethan, my youngest, is can he plays a uh, Barry Sax. And in the orchestra, and he can read music. And when he looks at that stuff, it makes sense. I, I, I've learned it when I was in like chorus, but I know every good boy does find always or whatever face and all the acronyms on a music uh, clef. But it would take me an hour to read like thirty-two oh, yeah. bars yeah. of something yeah. like that. It's just. That's not how I would ever learn. Exactly, it's not interesting. Take me a quarter of the time just to yep. listen to. Let me it. hear it. <laughs> so you're working hard, Caden. Man, I see you. Uh, you I mean, you're traveling all over the place playing. You know, in the region. Um, just after high school, did you just decide that's what you were going to do and just hit the road? I mean, because yeah. you're on the road a lot for you know, 19 year old <laughs> just getting out of high school. Uh, yeah, I got out of high school and I was like, actually, for a solid month I was looking for a job around and like I said there's nothing absolutely nothing like even job wise home I mean you're either a farmer 
or you're just retired. (laughs) (laughs) There's really not much. So you either travel or you do something else or you move. So I was just kind of looking around trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I was like, well, why, why couldn't I, you know, just give it a shot at least. I'm still, at the time I was 18, so I was still young, semi-young. Oh, you're old as hell now. <laughs> <laughs> I was younger, I guess mm-hmm. I should say. So then I tried it, and this was in June. By August, I was making semi-stable, like money-wise, on the job end of it. Never mind that I, that's what I love to do, but, yeah. you know, you got to have money anyway, unfortunately. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was making stable enough money to live off of, and then from there, it's just gotten more and more and more. And it's what I want to do. You know, I want to go big on whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So when you uh, when you aren't playing, do you go back to this small town? Uh, yeah, kinda. I'm everywhere, so I've got a girlfriend in this small town. So okay, I, look, she keeps a, me grounded. The only thing I wrote was why well, go home, and now I guess I know he's got a girlfriend there. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, otherwise. You know, like you, you said, there's not a ton of opportunity there. There's, there's not. not. So that's it. That's what takes you back every... Yeah. Well, I mean, not even... She's a big part of it, but I just... I don't think that I could ever stay away from there. I know I just said there's nothing to do and there's not. There, that's It's the little town of Union and that's what it is. That's all there is. There's like two or three restaurants in the town and that's it. And the whole county is like that. So, I don't know what it is about it, but everybody... It's home. It's yeah, home. part of home. you. Hey, yeah. it's, it's good. I think it's good to have a home base. Yeah. 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 For Even sure. Even if you're exactly. all traveling around, but I have a home base to come back to. Exactly. Yeah. Does your girlfriend work in Union? She does. Yeah. We have a dentist office, so there's that. It's the only dentist office in the county, so she okay. works there as a hygienist. All okay. right. So, she's, there, you there you go. You got to go yeah. back. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, in the long run, that's I travel so much, but that'll always be kind of home base, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, how about another tune? Let's play us All another right. one. Tell us what you're going to play us. Uh, This one is called Left-Handed Cigarettes. This is another original. No, I'll get to it. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Pisses me off that I've been playing the guitar about five times longer than he is. <laughs> Just accept it, bro. I've accepted it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so that, uh, that first song, Cricket, is that based on uh, anybody in Union? It's actually kind of based on a few different people. Some of my friends. Yeah. You know, classic stuff. Classic <laughs> high school type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. We talked about when you uh, when you started playing, but how about the songwriting? When did you start with that? Uh, honestly, I haven't even been songwriting for what I feel like that long. It's been like a year and a half, okay. sort of. So that just kind of felt like something that I was supposed to do. I guess as somebody who plays music, and then I kind of realized after writing a bunch of crappy songs that. What what songwriting really was, I guess. So I feel like I'm a lot better now after a lot of trial and error. 
And uh, do you think it was just the process of writing that that got you yeah, to that realization? That's, that's not something I would say came straight to me. But at the same time, I don't just like everybody else. Nobody likes a cheesy song, so like I really try to think outside of the box. But you know, this was a little bit of a process to get there. I feel like <laughs> I yeah. like that man. And some of the chord changes on there were unexpected. Yeah, different. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like what you, your right hand is. Uh, where all the action is. <laughs> Serious. That's where, I mean, you got a lot of tone out of what you're doing with the right, right hand, uh, which I imagine started because you were a banjo player. Yeah, first. I bl- all that. I mean, even finger picking. Um, so I got a few songs that I'll do with, with that type of deal, but um, I blame all of that on the banjo. Like, <laughs> everything like that came straight from the banjo. Definitely would not be able to play the guitar in the style that I do without that feature of the banjo. Yeah. It definitely teaches you a dexterity that you don't start with on a guitar. That's yeah. a, you have to have a lot of intent. Yeah. Um, to learn the guitar finger style first, I think you know. But when you start with banjo, you got what claw hammer, or you can learn how to how exactly. to roll. Yeah. So uh, having. I think having that as a basis mm-hmm. is huge for your guitar playing. And just, I, I can't imagine where that's going to go. Um, now, you know, you you, you you talk about kind of stumbling into the guitar mm-hmm. and then songwriting because you figured you should. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and you're young. So this is kind of like, I mean, you're real young. Like fresh into it. You know, um, even though you've been playing and traveling and doing the things. Are you starting to get to the point where you're putting intention behind the moves you make? Because, you you know, when the ability is there, you know, you, you have, you can, you can play like that and your songs are already uh, very, very cool. Um, do you have intent behind every move you make? Because you are at that age where you, if you have to make, you I have a kid that's your age that I'm like going, start making plans. You know, and for you, I'm like, are, are you are you stepping out? What you, you know, you talk about wanting to do this for a career that doesn't magically happen. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. You oh, yeah. doing doing the traveling, doing the stuff, but it, to make are you having big picture goals, not just dreams? But Definitely. I need to be here in a year. I want to get to this point in five years. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about that. That's uh. <laughs> A big thing that I think all musicians, I guess, deal with. Like, I definitely absolutely want to do this for the rest of my life. There's, I mean, even if I'm home and I don't have something to play that day, um, I'm playing at home every little chance I get. It's all I eat, sleep, and breathe. So I know there's obviously something there that I feel like I need to do it with. And, uh, but yeah, I try to plan goals and whatnot and I absolutely try to think ahead for you know a year ahead what kind of venues I want to be playing and I want to be just a step ahead here and blah 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 and unfortunately mixed in with all of that money's another type of deal it's hard to make a job out of out of something like this so at the same time I have to kind of take a step back and you know think well also there's this one that might pay a little more, maybe get a little bit of money here, and then we go do this type of deal, you know. So, like, when it comes to uh, 
going, getting out and doing yeah. shows, do you kind of put small runs together where, all right, if I'm going to leave town, I'm going to leave town, I'm going to hit get these four shows and then come back, have yeah. some money. I definitely uh, try to. Yeah. At least, yeah. Yeah. I could imagine, man, like, you know, I, I don't know the life of, of a musician is tough. I know that, that, you know, watching that grind, but it is very doable, especially in these days. There's so many more ways to market yourself. And with you being young and talented and eager, I just, you know, I never thought, I always thought, Growing up, you know, because I played since I was young, like you, that if you're good enough, it'll just come find you. It's just not the way it works, you <laughs> know. Talent. It's no, the grind. No. Yeah. It's the hours. It's knocking on doors and and playing with uh, as many people as you can. And and yeah, man, that's why I just asked about intent because I see such a there's a clear path for you to to spend your life doing this. Yeah, and you it's, know, it's really hard to like figure out what the right way would be to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. Of course, everybody's like, oh, well, are you going to Nashville? And it's just, it's hard to explain to people that that's not the way to go anymore. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just more so the traveling type of deal. But it's it's hard to, like, get around all these different bars, some some places, some people not even listening to you type type of stuff. And it's... It is hard. It well, is some places, hard. There, you, you'd have issues getting booked because you're not 21. I mean, exactly. you know, that, that's another thing. <laughs> that, that is something that, you know, coming in, I didn't think about. No, I didn't either. But that, well, one for one, he's, you know, he's about six foot four. Yeah, <laughs> six four. Are you really six four? I am six four. <laughs> you're tall, but I never go, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just near thinking, I bet, uh, but the football coach at high school wished he didn't play the guitar so much. Yeah. Basketball, football. Yeah. I was big into basketball, but Were you? that was right about the time that I started playing music and I just was like, ah, you know what? No, I, I ain't going pro in that. <laughs> Maybe in some yeah. Saw your van out in the driveway. Is it is it set up for living in or at- I make it that way, I guess. Yeah. It's not, but I make it work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hauling all my stuff and is that where you usually stay when you're when you're out traveling occasionally, around. Occasionally, yeah. If yeah. I have to, then yeah, I will. It's not bad though. Yeah, I make it work for sure. There's a lot of I'll people check that, it out. A lot of actually. people do that because they want to. Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a, van uh, life. Right now, there's a podcast that said if you if you choose to live in your van or something like that, and like. I don't know if people choose to do that forever. It's like recreation, all right? <laughs> I saw one now because, like, you know, some of the nights came from man. Oh, some like, of those are crazy. It was like the meme from Chris Farley, Saturday Night Live, and it was like, you you know, people used to get made fun of for living in a van living down a by van. the river. It's like now you can live in a van down by the river for like $200,000. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it did. All right, Cade, we're going to ask you a few questions. All right. Weston's <laughs> questions. We forgot this with Oliver, man. We didn't do Weston's questions. Well, we got on the recording spiel, man. Yeah. Oh, we could have went on that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's... So, uh, tell our listeners something about you that has nothing to do to, with music that be interested to know. Uh, well, I guess the other side of me is like I grew up on a farm, so that's a that was another big part of my life and still is, but. Are your family's farmers? Uh, yeah. 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 My grandpa, he's a big farmer. So he's taught me a whole lot. And what would he farm? Do what? What do you, what do you farm? Cattle. Cattle. Uh, okay. Angus cattle cattle. farm. Yeah. And then right, we live right 
butt upright, uh, butt upright to a um, dairy farm. So you ever had to put on those big gloves? <laughs> I, I haven't, but I've been there many a times when it's happened. And I worked on a dairy farm for three years, so done all that stuff. That's that's, quite that's hard labor stuff, isn't it? That really is. Yeah. Time yeah. you get up in the morning. Uh, on the mornings I had to milk. It was about five or five thirty. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> No it lazy was, farmers, no, man. No, no especially thing. not in dairy farm and any type of farming. But I'm glad we lived right beside a dairy farm, so I got that that aspect of stuff, and then all the other stuff I was doing with my grandpa and whatnot. So. It's probably bad. Just the way you talk about music, or I, I know, like, there's a lot of ranchers in North Dakota, and you you better love that. You better love ranching and oh, farming, yeah. just like you do music. If you're going to try to, yeah, you're going to try yeah. to run a ranch or a farm. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> imagine, especially if you're running, like, crop. Well, I mean, even even cattle, if your cattle get a disease and you lose a bunch, or, like, if you're, if it, the weather doesn't cooperate with your crop and it doesn't oh, yeah. grow, you're just screwed, dude. You're done. Just the hours. Hours. Hours, hours and hours. Hours. Yeah. All day. Sun up, sundown. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, man? I couldn't imagine. I'm definitely not cut out to work that hard. <laughs> that's the thing like that I'm thankful for that that's is I mean, you're just talking about hours upon hours. I have spent just as long playing music that I have working doing whatever on the farm. So yeah. it's I'm I'm very thankful for that portion of my life that still goes on today, but probably where you got that work ethic, because you're obviously not scared to work, you know, the way you're traveling mm-hmm. around yeah. and playing different places and Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you already told us about playing the bars that, you know, sometimes you go into and nobody's listening to you, but what's uh what stands out as a uh, nightmare gig or sometime on stage that you remember that was just embarrassing? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh that's a very good question. <laughs> like I said, I've only been playing gigs for about a year now, so but uh, when I first started, I looked back at some videos and the setup, unlike one of my very first gigs that I ever ever actually played and sang at and all that jazz, there was, the setup was just insane. It was some podunk, rinky-dink bar, and I had a computer sitting on a chair and with lyrics all over it. I didn't have a guitar that had a pickup in it at the time, so I had a microphone stand coming around microphone stand coming to me and that that's definitely every time i see a picture or video from that i just i can't hardly see it (laughs) that's definitely a nightmare style deal right there dude i think i thought of something else i think i remember one time at uh i was over at one of kim's bars and they didn't have a mic stand and we used a mop handle (laughs) and taped a mic to like a base of something Maybe a speaker stand bass or something crazy and a mic handle I'd at this angle. Picture of that. Oh my God. I might have a picture of that, dude. I, I might see if <laughs> that's I can hilarious. Break it out. That could be a good meme or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, who's the last local independent artist you've listened to? Maybe in your area or the region you play or. Oh. So, so this guy, is it local? As you say? Doesn't have to be. It's whatever that means to you. Into somebody independent that maybe people haven't heard of that. What like I said, my buddy, his name's Jonah Carden, and he's got music out and all that, all that type of stuff. But um, he's from from my hometown or from the same county, 
And uh, he's the one I mentioned earlier that helped me out a lot. And okay. he's got some great music. It's more so on the rockish side, but yeah, he's definitely got some good music. And he does everything, everything you hear and see and everything. He does it all himself. He doesn't doesn't have a booking agent, none of that. Does everything. So he's helped me a whole lot get out there to different restaurants, put my name out there some. And there need to be more people like him, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think so. That uh, it's important, especially for younger guys, man, to have uh, somebody that kind of shows them the way. Yeah. Helps them out a little bit, shows them the ropes, tells them, you know, what not to do, what to do, who to talk to. That's a big, man. I, you know, I don't know if that happens a lot. I know the Louisville, Louisville community is pretty tight, but there's always room for everybody, right? Yeah. I'm just, so this, the first little tour you went out on, you know, to, to travel around and play at 18, were you by yourself? Did you do it on your own? Did you just go out? And- uh, I was, first time I actually like traveled, traveled to play rather than say two hours. So, so further than about two hours, it was, uh, I was by myself. Actually, no, I had my buddy with me, and we pulled an all-nighter because at that time I didn't have my van, so I was in my Jeep. And I went all the way down to Ohio from from my hometown. It was like a three-and-a-half-hour drive. Played. There was maybe like 10 people there the whole time. Went back home. and But still, even then, I was like, you know what? That was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like got I, in your blood, huh? Didn't even yeah. make that much money, but then since then, I've I've been traveling, traveling a lot. So, so did I see uh, when I was when I was looking you up and doing a little research for the podcast? <laughs> I came across a local channel. You had a uh, were you on American Idol or audition or how, what, what's that all about? Tell us so, that story. Uh, that's a long story, but <laughs> I'll just give you the rundown. Um, so I my State Fair, and I'm actually lucky enough to live about 35 minutes from where they hold the West Virginia State Fair. So anyway, State Fair had this um, thing with American Idol where you could send in a video and pretty much they (laughs) picked from however many hundred it was. And long story short, I ended up getting first place out of that. And along with that, you got to audition like through the computer for American Idol. Was it during and COVID or? This was last August. So oh. coming up on a year ago. Yeah. And went through all that, did the audition on the computer. Then they ended up calling me back and they were like, yeah, you want to come to Las Vegas to do it in front of like the judges, what you see on TV. And I was like, well, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went and did that and was in Vegas for about a week. And ended up getting a golden ticket. Really? That. Yeah. So I got three yeses, which was like, I didn't know what to think because that was kind of crazy. I'd never even been on a plane before that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. It was a little wild. But so anyway, then about uh, in December, uh, that was in October or in uh, September. And this past December, went to um, Hollywood and they had three rounds and made it through the first one, made it through the second one, like the duet round. I'm sure you've seen videos of yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And then the third round, it's called like the performance challenge or something like that, whatever it's called. And they have a band and blah, blah, blah. 
And that's where I ended up getting cut. So I spent two weeks in L.A., and they just showed little bits and pieces of it on TV, but that still was a big help. Yeah, you know, getting my name out there. That oh, got me a lot, yeah, a lot yeah. of exposure, a whole lot of exposure. So. so did you see, I mean, did did you see the, I'm sure you saw the effects of that, like on your socials and things? Yeah. It, oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd play that up like crazy. I was on so the what, like, like, <laughs> I mean, I did for a little while. Got old, but <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, that, It really did help out a lot with. Plus, it's a cool story, man. You got to go to Las Vegas, then to L.A. Met some of the coolest people. I mean, I knew I knew everybody who was who was on the show and all that. The guy who won. I mean, we were all great friends. Stay in contact with any of those people. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. Every day. So that's oh yeah, okay. Made really good contacts and whatnot. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very very cool. How about another tune? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Let's see. This one's called. Uh, Liv's song This little love song For my girlfriend Her name's Liv So this is Liv's song L-I-V then I assume Right Alright I don't want to spell it wrong
What did she think of that one? She better like it. Oh, she loves it. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> Liv must be pretty supportive of your uh, she, career she's, aspirations. She's a big, big help with everything music and all that. So. I, I didn't notice how clean your teeth were. Pearly <laughs> <laughs> whites. She she did actually. We did, I just went to the dentist not that long ago. There you she go. She was there. So <laughs> I, just, I just had man. a root canal today, Liv. Yeah, man. <laughs> like just a few hours ago. So if, if I'm slurring certain words, I'm not drunk. That's not the very type of stuff. I was going to fill in for Brad earlier today. <laughs> oh, and I got home. I, I called Cindy and said, I got to stop the store and get some ibuprofen. I couldn't, I couldn't say ibuprofen, ibuprofen. Only one side of my mouth worked. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Root canal, no big deal. Standard procedures. So what's the, what's the story about the cabin session? Uh, the cabin session, well, first off, it's named the cabin session because I recorded the whole thing myself, which you can kind of tell on some of them, but <laughs> I recorded it myself on the front porch of uh, the cabin that I lived for a while, lived in for a while. So that's that's pretty much the the, the gist of it. Recorded Did you put the crickets the, in the in there? Oh no, that's, that's it's all natural. Is it? and that's cool. One take type of stuff. So yeah. straight through all that. Yeah, I listened to so it today. I like it. Yeah. What you recorded with? I've recorded it with a MacBook and a old crappy Yeti microphone. No oh, Yeti, I've up, huh? I've upgraded since then, but man. It was quite hard to to get it and be loud into it without having all the fuzzy stuff. Yeah, those Yetis stuff. don't take much uh, yeah. b- noise, do yeah. they? Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's—I mean, it's not even—wasn't even a mic that was meant for that. But no, that's what I had. So it that's worked. what I used. It, it worked. worked, man. So yeah. was that a cabin in Union? That's West a cabin. Yeah, it's not far from Union, but yeah, about twenty minutes from Union. So yeah, I lived in that for a while. It's still stay in it. Pretty often, never know. So, like a family cabin has been the family, or man, there's there's uh, there's some charm to be said. I know you might think that like that microphone and that setup was eh, (laughs) but there's charm and stuff like that, man. Sometimes you know, like uh, David Gray, I don't know if y'all remember David Gray, I, I think he had this uh album called like White Ladder or something, but. He he's uh he lived in London, like in the city, I believe, if I'm remembering the story right. And he would open his window and record the songs, and you can hear the outside of and it was street noise, street yeah. noise. You can yeah. hear it all, and it but it adds. Yeah, I think that's cool. Man. Yeah, it I ad- like it. it adds an ambiance to that record. It ended up being one of the top records of the year. I mean, it was a big record, um, but part of it, I do believe, was the ch- was the ambiance that was created yeah. by having. It's like, dude, this feels like I'm. Sitting right next to him. And and, yeah. yeah. Did he yeah, one mic it? Was it a one mic? Do you know? I believe so. Probably. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it was. So yeah, I mean, it, it don't uh discount how cool that is in, in in many ways. And you'll probably look back on it in years and be like, I'm oh, so yeah. glad <laughs> that I did that, that I took the time, that yeah. I got that stuff out, that I built, started building this stuff, man. Because that yeah, there's there's charm to that stuff. I mean, that took me, for just those six songs, that took me weeks to record. And I was just trying to get it right. And still, when I listen to it now, you can obviously tell it's not perfect. But it's as close as it's going to get with the, did, <laughs> what I was working with. Character. Did you do uh, any editing and post, or you just record it and go with it? I did some, like, as in 
and you can kind of hear a little bit of reverb and stuff, but nothing, nothing more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. All one take. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also so another took, thing that adds an element lot, of charm, man. A lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know what I was even really doing with it, but gave it a shot, I guess. <laughs> so when you yeah. were like, were there some of those, uh, you know, six songs were all of them done, or did you kind of? hit record and see what happened on a few of them or how how'd that turn um, out? Um, they were all written and like exactly how I want them to, wanted them to be pretty much, I guess. And then I got to recording them, but cricket actually was written like the day that it was the one, the first song that I played, it was written the day that it was recorded. Oh so yeah. I wrote it and then I really liked it. So I was like, you know what, actually I'm going to record that one. So did that one. <laughs> so what's uh what's kind of you know in the future coming up for you? You got any um any songs coming down the pipe? What what's going on with you? Uh yeah, I've got a lot. I was just saying earlier how it took me forever to get um get writing songs down, and then when I finally did, kind of learn how to write a song, I guess, because I mean it does take learning really, but um. I've I have in the past year that's I write all the time all the time even if it doesn't come out to be nothing I write constantly so I've got a lot of songs and I do all the recording myself as of now so and I have upgraded my equipment just a little mm -hmm. bit <laughs> but um I do all the recording myself so it's since the about May or so or June whatever I've been working on recording a whole album hopefully get out by hopefully August, beginning of September. Man, so that's put that's have you been recording? Or are yeah. you just gonna do it? I've I have been recording. I've been recording when I get a chance and then a lot of it sometimes comes out the way I want it to and then sometimes I might go back and re record it forty other times. But <laughs> <laughs> some you know, I've been I've been working on it in the process of it. So. Right on, man. Okay, and our listeners that want to uh, follow you, where can they find you? You can find me anywhere at Caden Glover, C-A-D-E-N-G-L-O-V-E-R. You can go to my website, CadenGlover.com. And uh, once again, you can find all my music anywhere you look it up, anywhere you look up my name. Well, man, we appreciate you making this a stop between yeah, West man, Virginia and <laughs> Dry Ridge, Kentucky. Absolutely. I've enjoyed talking for to you. Having me. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we're going to ask you to take us out with another song. Heck what do you yeah, have for us? Heck yeah. This, uh, this one's called Picking Up the Pieces. This is one of my many favorites to play, and it's on the cabin session. So, oh, yeah, wow. it's, that, that is a good song, a really good song. <laughs> Remember this one. I got a few friends in the old town where I grew up Sit around and get high, Jesus rogue in the bud Some music and you know ain't got no cap Some folks ask us, boy, we ain't gonna cut it here Said I cut your hair, we been a picking up Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Been a big and up 
my buddha's garage just gathering dust it's an old c10 just to heat up with brush no mood and no trance oh they say oh because i got them bright out and deal one day to take it apart and throw in a cam i told myself oh mechanic i am when we fire up for its first drive you could smoke and you could hear the wine now we're picking up the pieces on oh, 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 oh. she will picking up the pieces on you or said it's hard to get by when you're living in this here crazy life picking up Thank y'all for having me.